As shift workers, by the very nature of our jobs, we are continually stressed. We underestimate the impact that stress has on us. When we think of stress, our mind generally goes to mental health. But stress has a huge impact on us biologically. In today's episode, I'm going to go very personal about me. I'm going to discuss my own stress and the day that I thought that the impact of stress was going to take my life as I knew it. Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to A Healthy Shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, certified nutritionist, veteran law enforcement officer, and 24-7 shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. And welcome to today's episode of the show, Stress and how it almost took my life as I knew it. Now today, I'm going to talk about my story and the impact it had on me and why I do what I do today. And I'm going to try and do this in a snapshot for you so you understand how stress can literally be a silent killer and how important it is to manage it. So let's go back to the beginning. I was not in great shape through 2000 and up to 2016 and 2017. Through lack of education, through shift work, um, I was eating all the wrong things at the wrong time and I was not in great shape at all. Through 2018 and 19, I decided to take steps and I underwent a massive body composition transformation. I needed to make change and so I started the one percenters and did one thing after another and started habit stacking. The story and my transformation is in the highlights on my Instagram at a underscore healthy underscore shift. And I had tried to look after my tide shift working body much better, but what I did was I actually went through this transformation and that was what changed me and got me started to feel even more better. Now through 2019, at the top of my game, I was in fantastic shape, I was up and about, I was feeling really good, and all of my blood markers were in a really, really good place. But through early part of 2019, I went through significant workplace stress. I'm not in a position to discuss it, as it has ongoing consequences for many. But from February to June of 2020, this absolutely peaked, when what should have been a very safe place, my workplace, became extremely unsafe. My stress was horrendous, but I was aware of the stress on what it was doing to me mentally, but what I was unaware of, of what it was actually doing to me physically. Now, the timing was impeccable, and in May of 2020, I actually started three weeks of planned leave. So I was quite relaxed and I'd stepped away from the workplace. At the end of that leave, an incident occurred in my safe place, my home, and that changed my life forever. Again, I can't discuss it because to be totally honest with you, I'm still not ready to, and there are going to be consequences around this as well. 
On June the 23rd, after five weeks away from work, three weeks of planned leave and two weeks of unplanned leave, I'd been to the gym, as I always do in the morning, and later that day, feeling good, Melissa, my partner, and I headed out for a walk. I was feeling great. And everybody who's known me and followed me for a long time knows that my walk and talks were a regular appearance on my Instagram stories, and I would always walk every single day. I started happily talking away to Melissa as we were walking along, and I was telling her a story around my daughter and her work. And as I was doing that, suddenly I realised I couldn't talk anymore. My words were slurred, and I felt this incredible sensation come over me where I knew that I'd lost the whole of one side of my body. I was unable to talk. I was unable to move and Melissa spun around and looked at me and my eyes were like dinner plates, but I had drooped on one side of my face. I was petrified. I was absolutely terrified. I honestly thought, well, I knew that I was having a stroke. I could feel it because I'd read about it and I knew all about those things and I knew that that's literally what was happening. And instantly, I was fully aware mentally but I couldn't control anything at all. I couldn't control my hand. Melissa yelled that she hasn't got a phone. I, I tried to reach to my pocket. I couldn't even control my hand to get to my pocket to where my mobile phone was in my pocket at the time. Melissa went into a panic, and I get emotional when I think about the fact that I honestly thought I was going to die in her arms on the side of the road that day. As I think about this, it makes me really quite emotional and it was severe impact because it had literally come from absolutely nowhere. And as quickly as it came on and as aggressive as it was, it suddenly started to leave me and I didn't realise that it had, but I was continually trying to reach into my pocket to get my phone for Melissa to call triple zero. And suddenly I uttered the words, call an ambulance. And I then realised that I could speak again. I reached into my pocket and I had in my phone and in sheer terror and panic, Melissa was going, what's the pin? What's the pin for the code? And of course, you know, you realise that with a mobile phone, you can literally just dial triple zero from anything just by sliding it open. And Melissa called and then I realised that I could take steps and I started walking and Without subconsciously, I turned and started walking towards home. When I got home, I managed to get into the lounge room and sat down. And I can remember now, thinking back, that Melissa was talking to an ambulance call taker at Triple Zero who was going through the Ambulance Victoria's fast symptoms. Obviously, they were going through, was there a facial droop? Was there an inability to lift arms? And I remember Melissa saying to me, can you put your arms over your head? And I remember lifting my arms up and over my head and thinking, hey, I've got full use of my arms back. And I was talking. I could speak to her. I could say yes and no. I was terrified. My heart was pounding out of my chest. I know that. But I think that was more anxiety and stress than it was anything else. So I managed to get back 
Melissa had called triple zero and the paramedics turned up. And the two paramedics were fantastic on the day. They were very calming. And Im- immediately afterwards, the lounge room was full of um, the mobile stroke unit as well because the stroke ambulance had arrived as well. And they hooked me up to all sorts of machines and I was able to be tested and assessed. And they said that I'd had a TIA. I had no idea what a TIA was. And I'll talk about that shortly. The ambulance conveyed me to the Royal Melbourne Hospital where I underwent a CT scan and an MRI. And by the time I'd got to the hospital, I was merrily chatting away with um, Shelley in the back of the um, ambulance and telling her that I was studying nutrition and I was healthy and well and what nurse happened and how's this happened and there was no answers. After the test, the neurologist came to me and spoke to me and said that there was nothing showing on the scans at all, which indicated that I'd had a TIA. Now, a TIA is what they call a transient ischemic attack, which is a minor stroke. Now, the difference between a TIA and a stroke is a TIA lasts less than 24 hours, whereas a stroke has permanent deficit, has a permanent problem. I asked the neurologist at great depth, what on earth has caused this? I'm healthy, I'm fit. They'd taken bloods, they'd looked at bloods, they'd looked at everything, and there was no markers. There was nothing to indicate that anything was out of the ordinary. And in fact, he told me that I was in extremely good shape, and it was a real surprise that it had occurred. And then he started asking me about stress. And I told him that I was under significant stress, work-related stress. And he said, that's exactly what's done it. We underestimate the impact that while we're managing our mental health, we underestimate the impact that our body is going through and the physical stress. He said to me that what had probably happened was that with my heart was maybe not pumping properly or fully, and it may have ended up with a clot in one of the um, cavities in the heart, and it just spat it out and it headed for the brain. But he said that due to my health and how fit I was and how well I was, that the body actually did exactly what it was required to do. My response, it didn't bloody do it fast enough, thanks very much. But he said that I was extremely lucky and there's no impact. And here I am, two years later, with absolutely zero impact. At the time, I was studying nutrition. And it was then and there, and over those those periods of the following days, that I decided that I would actually start the business, A Healthy Shift, and I would coach shift workers in nutrition and health and well-being around shift work. And I was going to focus on shift workers in particular. And I would work on stress as a priority because of the impact that stress can have. So this is one of the important things. So how do we manage stress? Managing stress as a shift worker is is something that we must do. We not only have to manage our own mental health, but we have to manage it physically as well, biologically for our bodies. We've got two sides. I've discussed at length that we have an autonomous nervous system. We have a sympathetic side. We have a parasympathetic side. Sympathetic, being in a sympathetic state, which is where we end up breathing through our mouth, is actually good when we're exercising. We need that kind of stress. That's called a good stress, and it's important to us. So there is good stress. But we need to get out of that as urgently as we can possibly get out of it because this has an ongoing impact that can be really well, it can be catastrophic for us. And it's important that we focus on practices 
to get ourselves back into a parasympathetic state as soon as we can possibly get ourselves into it because that's where we need to live. We need to live in a parasympathetic state, which is our rest and digest. Now, to give you some strategies, one of the most important things, I think, personally, is that we put boundaries in place between our work and our home and we keep away from what is work when we're at home. And when we leave work... We have to do our utmost best to leave that behind. And I highly suggest that our frontline healthcare workers, particularly our police and paramedics, nurses, doctors, and anybody else that's dealing with those high-stress situations coming out of the last two and a half years of COVID, that what we do is we manage the boundaries and get away from work. And it's important that what we do is we practice gratitude. Now, you might laugh and say, Rog, but that's just happy clapper stuff. But let me be the one to tell you, gratitude works. And my last podcast, or the, a few podcasts ago, I discuss about the way you look at it with your reticular activating part of your brain, as well as the neuroplasticity, that you can change the way your brain looks at things and understands things. And I would highly suggest that you go back to that. But practicing gratitude, before you put your head on the pillow every single night, I would highly suggest that you just write down three things that you're grateful for. It can be something as simple as, I come home and I'm in my safe place. It can also be that I get fresh water and I don't have to go anywhere near for it. I went to the toilet and I was able to flush it. I didn't ha- I, it's, I've got food here. There's so many little things. I've got a friend that I can speak to. I've got a warm home. I'm, I've got clothes that I can wear. Don't look for massive big things. Just go for small things in relation to gratitude. The other thing that we can do is journal. And the most important thing is by journaling, which is much the same as gratitude, but put three dot points down for gratitude and you can journal out and set yourself things that happen during the day and get those thoughts out onto paper. Getting the thoughts out onto paper and addressing them literally empties your mind. If you don't believe me, try it. It works really, really well. And if you haven't tried journaling, by all means, research what you need to put into a journal and a journal will work really, really well for you as well. So gratitude and journaling. The next most important thing is sleep. It is so important that we focus on our sleep and we have a really good sleep hygiene to get ourselves into a position where we are able to sleep. If you create the environment for your body to sleep in, it will take care of the rest for you. We don't have a sleep problem. What we have is a social priorities problem. We're lying in bed looking at phones. We're watching TV. We're getting stimulated by looking at Instagram and fitspos and fitness models and feeling miserable about ourselves. It's really important that we separate that from our life and be grateful for what we've got and where we're at. The other thing that we look at as well, or I look at and work on clients, is is just general movement. Movement is the essence to life. Our endocrine system is designed to move. And so the endocrine system is all of the glands that produce all the hormones that run around the body. By continually moving, we are continually pumping those through our system and we are feeling a lot better. Research shows that by being vertical and with forward motion, it actually assists you with anxiety and depression and if you can get yourself up and out and during the vitamin d window every day yep i've mentioned vitamin d again 
But if you can get yourself up and get yourself out and walking in a vitamin D window, then you will find that you will feel so much better. So that's stress. And it's very touching for me. And that's my incident. I took five months off work after that um, to recover because I was terrified of actually moving full stop. It was an incredibly difficult time, but a time that I'm proud to say that I've come out of now, but the impact of that and the stress will go on forever. In August this year, 2022, and for those listening to this live or on the Friday, during this week, 26 months later, I was actually blessed to be reunited with the paramedics that came to my aid, and I'm in a position to not only thank them, but how nice it was for me to be able to give them a big hug as well. And there's a link to the media release in relation to this in the show notes. It's National Stroke Week this week, and I'm releasing this episode to bring awareness to how stress can cause a stroke. So if you're eating a poor diet of highly processed foods and overnight, and you're putting weight on, then you're in a position where you're putting yourself into a high risk factor. Shift work in itself is a risk, but this will create a bigger risk. So you need to manage your stress and separate yourself from your work and be able to put things in place. And I'm just going to go back over again what Ambulance Victoria says, that if you are with someone or you experience facial droop in yourself, and I can tell you by being aware, you will know exactly what I'm talking about if it occurs to you. And heaven forbid it doesn't but you will experience the facial droop and you will know exactly what's happening. You won't be able to talk. You will not be able to lift your arms. Your speech will be slurred like you're intoxicated. It's vital that you get triple zero help instantly. And that's what ambulance work with. They work with their fast uh, anagram, which is facial droop, inability to lift arms, speech and time. Thanks for listening. It's really personal to me, this one. Um, I'm not looking for sympathy out of this. I'm looking for awareness. But it was this incident alone that changed the direction that I went in and started this business to help shift workers in not only nutrition to be in better shape, but in health and well-being to help them to manage their stress. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one.